Hello, listeners. Welcome to Good People, Great Health. I'm your host, Mike Lejeune. See, this podcast is all about making your day a little better. We'll give you some actionable answers to common health questions and then introduce you to some of the most amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and people of the South Shore. And it turns out when you combine good people with great health, you live a happier life. And that's what we're all about. In this episode, I talked to Brian McLaughlin, owner of Seabird Coffee Shop and soon-to-be Mexican restaurant, Locales. Now, it was no accident that he was the very first guest. First, because honestly, I, I admire him uh, as a man, as a, as a human, as a friend, as a father. But second, is he embodies exactly what this entire podcast is about. So one of the things we discuss is he made a choice a few years ago to focus on his health. And then that helps surround him with really good people. And then the next thing you know, comes Seabird, Locales, and all the success that he's enjoyed and, and that he deserves. So I hope you guys enjoy this story. All right. I'm here with one, the only, Brian McLaughlin. Yes. What's up, buddy? Ah, nothing. I don't know if I'm the only one, by the way. Living on the South Shore, I think there's a lot of Brian McLaughlin. <laughs> As we say the uh, day before St. Patty's Day, which actually, it's funny that I say that because I have no idea when this first episode is going to air. So it might be like June. and Maybe next St. Patty's, Patty's Day. Day. It could Maybe. be. <laughs> <laughs> timeless. Timeless. Oh, I love it. Well, man, look, this is like the probably the first episode. I might do one before. We'll see. But regardless... The first person ever yes. to be on this podcast. Yes. There can only be one first, man. I'm glad you are the person. I feel the same way. This is great, I man. appreciate you having me. This is super cool, by the way. I've never done something like this, and I think it's uh, it's interesting energy being with headphones on and a microphone, but totally. it's also wild that I could just, we're talking to each other yeah. into a microphone. Oh, it's fun, man. Yeah, super fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, look, as I told you kind of you know before, we're just, we're just going to chat. You have a really cool story, and I think... There's anything I've learned over the last oh my god uh, almost nine years in business. Uh, so yeah, yeah that's, that's you've been you've been at it a while. Yeah, it's crazy. I think one of the coolest parts of my job and what we do is just meeting some some really great people. And I think uh, as you look at like living a, a cool, happy, fulfilled life, surrounding yourself with with great people is such an important thing. And uh, when I decided I want to do this podcast, I was like, man, what kind of local guests I'm going to have on? And you were the first name that came oh, across my head, buddy. God, that makes me almost well up with tears, Mike. I'm, I'm telling you, man. I love that. It's great. I remember, so way back, when did you, when did you first come to the gym? So I moved uh, from Pittsburgh in 2014. And it was, <sighs> we were in the shipyard. So we were at the Avalon in the shipyard. Um, I had broken my ankle right before we moved here. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was at probably my peak of being out of shape and very uh, motivated to like try to like change something in my life. I knew, so I was a, a stay-at-home dad. Uh, I had two children at the time. My wife was pregnant with our third. Mm -hmm. And during that time, I was like, I have this broken ankle. I felt, I just felt like my, I needed a jump start, but I didn't know what right. to do. And I'd worked out before. I've played plenty of sports before. And I remember passing by, your CrossFit gym, mm -hmm. Bear Cove at the time. Yeah. And I was always intimidated by the idea of CrossFit. And I was like, you know what? Like something was like, turn left, turn left, turn left. And I pull into, the, <laughs> pull into the driveway. I get out and you're in the middle of coaching a class. So it's like, it's, it's kind of like Daniel LaRusso when he walked into <laughs> like Sensei Lawrence is there yes. and he's like, you know, coaching the class. Nobody's looking at me. They're, I just kind of <laughs> snuck in the back with a broken ankle. And, uh, I think it was Alex. 
Oh um, yeah, yeah, came, yeah. Came over and he's like, "Hey, can I help you?" And I was like, yeah, "No, it's okay, man. I'm just looking. You yeah, know, I just wanted to see what was going on here." He's like, "Hey, you're thinking about joining the gym?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't really know. I got a broken ankle, broken ankle." And he's like, "Oh, don't worry about that. That's something we can work around." I'm like, "I don't think so, man. I've got, <laughs> I've got crutches. I've got a boot on." He's like, "No, no, no. We we work with we we can work with anything. There's plenty you can do. Don't worry. Look at that person over there. Look at that person over there." And as I'm looking around, I realize that there was a community of people that had you know, their own ailments or different struggles in their working out career or life, whatever was thrown at them. Right. But they were in there doing it. And I was, it made it, it kind of made sense to me. Like, okay, wait, let me, let me think about this and I'll go home. Then I think either himself or yourself reached out and was like, Hey, thanks for coming in today. We didn't get a chance to talk more, but would love to see if you were interested, come check it out again. And let's talk about what's, what's up with your ankle and what we can do. Yeah. And Honestly, the next time I went in, changed my life to this date forever. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was one of those. I, the greatest thing I ever did was walk through those front doors, um, for several reasons. One, it helped motivate me to take my health and my wellness more seriously, and two, uh, it, it introduced me to a group of people. That I would never have. I'd, well, I probably would have met maybe at some point, but right. I got an automatic community that was in like just a positive environment to be a part of. And for me at the time, I needed that. Needed a big time. You know, felt alone a bit. Felt at home with the kids. Right. Felt like I was just kind of walking through this world. You know, with I just needed a pat on the back. I needed somebody to be like, "Dude, nice job. Way to go." It's really funny you say that. Is when we're doing our coaching meetings, it's. One of the things we always talk about is, is a you never know what's going on behind closed doors, right? You never know like what state someone's in. Yep. Uh, and then the second thing, and I, I think I stole this uh, from another coach that I heard one time, but it resonated. Was sometimes for some folks in different points in their lives, coming to class is the only time they ever told good job of the entire day. Oh, it's let alone thinking about themselves sometimes. You know, so it's it's uh, it's really funny that you say that. So that's really cool. I mean, so you walk out with like a runner's high. So you like just worked out and no matter how hard it is, it's one hour of time. You commit to one hour, you move, you get it done. You walk out with that. You walk around, walk out with at the end of like people cheering me on. Like I remember being this, you know, he's the slowest in the class or completing the the last person to complete the wad of the day, whatever. Right. And having 14 people stand around me, cheering me on, like. Oh my God. I was like, I just, I was supposed to get like a medal or something afterwards. It was incredible. Yeah. It's super cool. And then you get to know him outside. So afterwards, uh, it was one of those, okay, now what do I do? Like, where, where's everybody going? And people are like, I have work, I have this. And there's always that select few. They're like, yeah. I'm also a stay at home dad. I'm like, you are? Maybe right. We can hang out or I'm a stay at home mom. We're going to go get coffee. Let's go do this. It's again, like I said, that day walking in has literally changed the trajectory of what i've done in my career and in my life i don't think i'd ever be in coffee had i not done that i don't know what my life would look like at this point um i do know that i love working out i love the business decisions i've made and the friends that i've made so far since walking in there have been lifelong they will be lifelong friends i mean they've been some of my closest friends since moving to the south shore that's so awesome honestly i think that's one of my favorite parts of going to seabird i don't even drink coffee Right, like at first I, I know, right? I, I think it's so, <laughs> it's so funny. But it's but you have tea, so I do drink tea. You but do. I remember when you first opened, I was just going there, you know, to support a buddy. Yeah. 
And now I go there still to support a buddy, but um, it's rare that I go there and don't see people that I know. Yeah. And then people that I get to know. Um, I can remember even one last, I think it was like, this was pre COVID times. I was sitting there and I met someone and then like she ended up running for like state senator or something like that. Yeah. Mag Wheeler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and it was, it was so cool because I had like an hour long engaging conversation with her. And the next thing I see her on the ballot, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember you. And she was, she was awesome. And I remember I was like, oh, my wife has to meet you. But it's like, that goes on there all the time. And I, I think it's really cool because even though you and I are completely different industries, mm-hmm. I think we're almost in the same business of just relationships and community, which I think is so cool about your coffee shop. I think the community is the two drive. Well, it's a deriving force of both of our businesses for sure. Um, and I think it's imperative for our businesses to kind of cultivate that and, and build on that. And what I think is similar to you and myself, what one of our two you know similar characteristics are we both thrive in that environment of meeting new people and Absolutely. like building those. Like I, lo- I collect friends, like, it, and not to say that in like a, in sort of some boasting way, it's, I need no. it. Like I oh, need 100%. to meet new people. I, I love it. I thrive on it. I love people. Yeah. So I, I, I genuinely, generally and genuinely love when new people come to class or come into my coffee shop. Right. Cause I'm like, right. wow, here's a new person to add to the list of, of people I get to say hello to. And, and you never know what their story is going to be. And you never know what becomes of that relationship. Um, speaking of a friend, Stucky Dronic. Yeah. Uh, met him in your class. Yes. He was a stay at home dad. Yes. Um, he was kind of in that same position of like, not sure where he stood in the community, not sure what he was, you know, where he fit in. And I remember the day I walked in with like an NPR t-shirt on is the day he came over and he's like, I kind of want to talk to you. And we just started, <laughs> we started ch- chatting. He yeah. just completed uh, the third mosaic that I bought from him. He's an incredible artist with an incredible story who I love spending time with. And even although we don't work out and, and, and do CrossFit or anything together on that level, I still remain close friends with him. And we continue right. to collaborate on all sorts of stuff. Right. And it's those connections that is, uh, you know, I see him in my coffee shop. I see him at the gym. I see him now in like other businesses. And right. it's amazing. It's really yeah, cool. it's it's. I think it's what's so neat is you have all different backgrounds and walk of life that go into your coffee shop, go into my gym, and everyone's got their own little story. And it's funny you don't really know it till you start, you know, getting to know them, yeah. right? Because I mean, who would first time you saw Stucky in class, you probably were like, hey, that guy's probably a, a mosaic genius, right? No idea, no, no idea. Like who would know? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. So I remember um, I nicknamed you Dad. Yep. Right, you and the girls. Yep. And then I remember you came to me and yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm open a coffee shop. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. I didn't know, you know, you knew anything about coffee. Yeah, I don't. No. <laughs> no. So I'm like super intrigued. How did you go from, all right, I'm a stay-at-home dad, Yep. you know, going to the gym, blah, blah, blah. And then, hey, you know what? I'm going to open a nice little coffee shop in Cohasset. Like, how did you get from A to B? So it all started, honestly, with uh, going to your gym. So Go to CrossFit. After CrossFit, became a routine to go to Red Eye Roasters with a crowd of, you know, Bear Cove CrossFitters mm-hmm. and go hang out and have coffee. And I, I, again, being called dad, I had Dylan, my youngest. Um, she was two months old when I started coming to the gym with her. The cutest. So Jen had to go back to work. And I remember bringing her in a stroller 
the beauty of working out with her was for some reason that loud music in there, as soon as she would walk in, it would put her to sleep. And so she would lay and awesome. fall asleep in her stroller while I would work out for an hour with her. As soon as the music grew down, she'd wake back up, which gave me that hour of time. Right. So then we take her over to the coffee shop uh, at Red Eye Roasters, where I was just a patron. Sitting in there, I was like, wow, this actually, my whole community that I've just met all comes out and hangs out here uh, afterwards for a short amount of time, half hour, hour, whatever, then goes on about their day. I was like, what if I, I, I need to do something. My older two were in preschool, and uh, this is prior to when Dylan was born. Mm-hmm. I started roasting coffee at Red Eye Roasters. So I went there, kind of uh, pitched Bob Weeks, the owner, my verbal resume of what I'd done in the past. Um, I'd owned a restaurant in San Francisco and worked in hospitality forever. And I'd, I kind of needed a passion project, something that was flexible, but something that fit my family lifestyle and the community that I was building through your gym better. Um, I knew if I opened a bar, I'd never see my family again. Right. And, and it wasn't really the healthiest lifestyle that I wanted to live. And I was kind of like shifting into this work-life balance, this whole thing we were just talking before, this whole thing about balance for me, where I just, I still wanted to be a part of my children's lives as close as possible. And I still want to be a part of my community. But I know that I, I have this itch that needs to be scratched where I'd like to start something from, from the ground and, and build it up and see where I can go. Mm-hmm. So I was working there, roasting coffee for a bit, and then Dylan was born. So I stopped roasting coffee. And then it was like, all right, I kind of, I missed, I missed all of it, like that, that hangout, work in the coffee shop, be a part of the gym stuff. And I was, again, falling out of balance with who, what I needed for myself. And it was one of those with the help and encouragement of our community at the CrossFit gym, Christy Driscoll, Bob Driscoll. They were like, Christy particularly is like, you have to do this. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Please do this. I can, I can hear her voice say that exactly right now. <laughs> I mean, and she, and she, and she can be not aggressive about it, but like it's super encouraging. And oh. like she built me up so high. And Absolutely. Was like, you do it, do it, do it, do it. You got to do this. And finding a place in Coasso was just finding like a, a niche that needed, um, you know, I found it like a little corner of the South shore that just, it needed something. It needed a community. It needed something to bind people together. Um, and that's driving through Cohasso. I was like, this is such a beautiful little town, such a great spot to do it. Why not? Um, Hingham has their third wave coffee shop. This is close to home and, uh, let's roll the dice and see what happened. So with the help of Christy and Bob Driscoll and, and the community at large and, and basically all the friends that I've made at CrossFit, we decided to do Seabird Coffee and Cohasset and, now we're on to our second one. We're opening hopefully in Duxbury in two months and opening now a Mexican restaurant in <laughs> Hingham. And I don't know what's happening after that, but I am so busy. I kind of need that balance back. No kidding, man. Oh man. Serial entrepreneur, huh? I mean, it's once it's kind of addictive. Um, it's as you also know from the working out and just being friends, my per- personality is one of those, like I'm either all in yeah. Or I'm yeah. all out. And it's, I get really hyper excited about something and I put all my energy into it, which right. is why I need that balance and why I find that one hour a day and the, through the coaching and like the mentorship, if you will, that you've sure. kind of given to me sure. about how to balance that has been like, it's crucial. Um, but I'm, that's, that's who I am. Like that's your entrepreneur thing is like, I, I just yeah. see an opportunity and if nobody else is going to do it, well, I'm going to do it. Like if, if we're missing this, and I feel do like it. I have the chops to do it, then I'm going to take a shot at it. And the beauty is with the community that we've built, I've had too many people cheer me on, <laughs> but I, I feel like I can't stop. Like, so I'm going to keep going. I'm making notes. I'll, I'm going to uh, 
make a note to do a podcast about the word no. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I'm just messing that, with you, man. <laughs> that is definitely something I need to work on. Uh, I, I'm definitely, I say yes to maybe too many things, but I, I certainly that's enjoy great, all of them. So Yeah, no, it's that's amazing. So is it cool with, it's Locales, right? That's going to be the Locales, name. Locales, yep. Okay. Yep. Is it cool to kind of go back to your restaurant roots for that? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I, I know, one, yes, it's super exciting. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to open it. I think the community is going to love it. I'm certainly, like, thrilled about getting this open. There's that part, that fear that always kicks in when you're opening a business. Sure. Like, there's that, not even anxiety, but that nervous energy of that comes with, like, oh, wow, this is a risk. Like, what will I sure. fail? I mean, what if I do fail? Um, you know, will it meet the expectations that everybody has? I mean... I know that it will, but there's the, always that moment of doubt that I have to kind of push out of my mind sure. and kind of kind of push through, um, especially when it comes to the work-life balance that I've built for me and my family. So I think the biggest fear is not, will I let customers down or will I let the community of Hingham down? And I think I'll create an incredible restaurant. I know I will. Right. Um, it's the three daughters that I have that I sure. think the most important thing to me is, will I still be the dad that they... Right. I've grown to know. And will I be able to give them as much time as they need? So that's the most important thing for me. But yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense, man. Yeah. It's, as you know, you've got a baby now. I mean, Savannah's probably a <laughs> year and a half, know, man. Yeah. And having her in the gym with you and stuff like oh. that, like there's now a whole nother reason to be doing it's, everything you're doing. Oh, it's, it's so cool. I mean, I mean, you know, like having kids as part of the gym is, is always been maybe the number one passion point. Just you know, to, to have kids grow up to watch mom and or dad yep. work. I mean, it's just, you got to think it just puts them on a trajectory. That's, that's very, very positive. Let alone that, you know, I, I know I feel proud when my daughter's watching me work out. It's because you know, you're setting a good example. And, uh, for so many years, like I remember we even had like a stroller parking spot over at psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, pre obviously this was all pre COVID stuff, but, um, you know, we had babysitting for a while, really just so, the kids could be there and, and, and but you, know, you didn't you start that like that. You didn't no. start off with them and then you grew because your community asked for it. Yeah, and exactly I, right. I, as a member and as somebody who be, was a part of that community, it's one of the things that I really uh, appreciated and uh, I thought was kind of helped inspire me with my own business going forward. Is like if you really listened to what your, your customer, you know, your customers wanted and you provided it and it didn't change the way you coached and you didn't shut it down. You weren't right. like, we only do it this way. No, we don't right. find your own. <laughs> no, you're like, Oh wait, this is a need. Right. And in order for you to maintain what you're doing, we've got to help figure out a, a, a way to fix that. I think it's brilliant. That means you care about your community. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's so cool. Cause now that like I'm getting to go through the same stage of life that my very, you know, members are going through. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just, it's awesome. Um, you know, it's great having keys to the gym. So when it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when when she needs to get out and run, we can bring her to the gym. And now she's trying trying to get pull up. She'll she'll hang from a bar, look at look at me, and go pull. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's oh, it's so awesome. You said something a second ago. I think you are spot on too. Like children watch what their parents do, whether it's the way they interact with each other or how they interact with, you know strangers out in the world, you know, how they walk up to a counter and the manners that they use, but they also pay attention to your physical activity and, or your sedentary activity. What do you do on your spare time? Well, how much time do you spend with them? And I, what I really love about when you made the decision to bring children to the gym and, you know, provide a space for babysitting and stuff like that 
those kids are all watching. And when oh, they're yeah. done and they get to run out and grab those rings and whatnot, you know, all of those little minds that have been shaped since the day, like my daughter being two months old on, like she is a gym rat born into it. Like there is oh, no, yeah. no <laughs> doubt that that kid will be moving heavy weights at, at an age appropriate age. But like, like it, it's, there's, but that's healthy. I think it's great that she sees that and that Absolutely. she will know that, that like her parents took it seriously and her parents cared about their own time and, you know, physical wellness and i hope that that's something that she carries with her just innately like it's just something that it becomes just what you do right right which is cool yeah that's that's awesome that's so great um so one of the things that i i think i mentioned earlier is one of the things i love about seabird is this community that you've established how much of i mean obviously i know that's something that you wanted how did you go about doing that right it's one thing to say i wanted this community but I mean, obviously, it's a very different feel than if I were to go to a Starbucks or you know, yeah. Dunkin', et cetera. Like, what do you... It's a great question. Um, Mike, I don't know. Um, I think you just have to be, no matter what, I just think you have to be yourself. I think it's, yeah. It's if you're honest all the time, it's easy to, you know, you're always telling the truth. So you, you don't... Sure. Really, yeah. <laughs> right. So like, you don't have to, you, you can forget anything, like not remember what you said before or whatever, but just so long as you speak the truth all the time. And I feel like the beauty of Seabird was that we provided an, an opportunity for people to come in. We help cr- facilitate conversations between people. Right. So you walk into the small space. It's a tiny shop. So yeah. like the physical size of it, help lend itself to like a captured audience. Absolutely. You sit down, one of, you know, 11 people at max. And if you're in the room, you're a part of the conversation. So whether you're the actually active participant and talking, or if you're sitting there and listening, you're still in that room. And you'd be surprised, like the guy sitting next to you work on his computer. He might not say anything for two hours, but then you can see his eyebrows raise. He's listening. Absolutely. And then every now and again would chime in with something. And the next thing you know, you're like, hey, Mike, this is Sally. Sally did this. You guys, I think, would talk about this. Right. Like, which is what I love. Like, that connecting people is one of my favorite things to do. Because you don't know, like, it, I just find, like, the, the more you say hello to people, the more you meet new people, the more you discover what your neighbors are up to in a good way. Like, like yeah. how how do your worlds collide? And and I don't know. There's, there's kind of power in numbers. So Absolutely. If, if you're ever run into trouble for any reason or you're not sure how to fix something... If you're in that little tool belt of friends that you have, you can always call somebody up. And that's how it kind of started. That took on a life of its own. I think people just started creating those connections. And it was all it needed was just a little flame to start it. And now it's a fire. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I would say from you know from business owner to business owner, I think one of the things that I admire the most about what you've done is creating that culture. Because I think culture, it, it, is, very much a, it is very much you. Um, but obviously, you're not there 24-7. There's right. people that work for you. And it... And so, you know, your ability to kind of take what you envision, what you want it to be, and that actually trickle down and continue to happen and other people carrying on that is, it's really amazing because it's, you know, I think it says something about you as a leader of how do you inspire the people that that work with you? I've been blessed with that. that I mean, that's something I've also been fortunate. And so, I mean, to that, you know, effort, so have you, I think finding letting your employees be themselves yeah is something that i think is crucial too because then it's again goes back to that honesty part like you're right. not making them like hey you can only say this you have to wear <laughs> right. this like these are the only things you can do right um like i ask them to be themselves and i prom- like want them to pursue their passions too that's something right from the get-go is something that mar- conversations that we would have is like this is my dream and you right. are helping me with my dream if you have your own 
let me help you back. Like, I know that you won't be here forever, or you might. And if you do, and if you are, let's build that career for yourself. If it's not, I can accept that, and I will not be hurt. So that being said, that kind of like trust back and forth and that equal respect, I think is what's allowed them to succeed. And um, I know that you kind of, once you build a community, you kind of fall in love with that community. Absolutely. And they've, I know that my, I'm so happy for my the employees that I've had and still have, and they they've accepted and loved the same community. So it's been, it's been well, just a nice little love fest down there at Seabird. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see the hearts all over Cohasset, you know, it's, it, it very much applies to what's going on over there. That's it's great, cute. man. So how's the development of the new spot going down in Duxy? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's, um, it's exciting. It's again, it's, you know, all the beginning stages are not as much fun as like the sure. ramp up to like when it opens. So right now it's like permitting, um, trying to, you know, shake out what how much is a bathroom going to cost and all the construction <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff where you know after a while like there are a few sleepless nights about like what <laughs> did i get into but at the same time you know it's a necessary like it, of course it's, it's it has to you have to push it forward um and it's just it's all the tasks that have to be done but it's i'm the space is beautiful um there's a gentleman rob fawcett who owns this um duxbury marketplace on there mm-hmm. and his vision for what he's doing and what he's creating and the, and the, and the, the different um, shops that he's bringing in, um, it's incredible. It's going to be like kind of like a mini, almost Derby Street, if you will. Yeah. But in a more like mom and pop setting. Okay. Um, but it's he's got great anchor tenants and Peel Pizza's down there, Assembly oh, Showroom, oh, oh. which is in Hingham and in Cohasset, um, who, by the way, I met Evan at CrossFit at Bear Cove. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, we're opening up a, a retail store. I'd love to show it to you at some point. Little did I know that two, three years later I'd be <laughs> opening up a, a, a oh, love cafe it, right next to his third cafe. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great spot. They've got some other great you know tenants as well. But I'm looking forward to it. It's beautiful. It's gonna have a nice big outdoor patio. It's almost twice the size of the Seabird in Cohasset. So square footage wise, it's like 850 square feet. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna be hopefully. Duxbury's answer to what C- or Duxbury's version of right. what Cohasset Seabird is. Right. Um, and again, I think Duxbury is one of those underserved communities for stuff like that. So it's ripe for like people are looking for something. Absolutely. And they just want to be a you know part of this cool South Shore culture we've got. And they have their own great spot. I mean, Duxbury is just beautiful. Oh, it's so. gorgeous. Yeah. So it'll be cool. It'll be fun. Fun to meet new people. It's a whole new town of people I haven't met before. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure my wife will probably get a little. <laughs> maybe a perturbed as we walk down the street and I'm talking to every human that walks past me, but you know, I, I love it. So it's fun. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. So Duxbury shop. Yep. You got the taco shop coming. Yep. That should hopefully, I mean, again, that could be open sometime in the next, could be open as early as two weeks, but I think we'll, I want to, I want to be there. We have to be open by Cinco de Mayo. That's my goal. Yes. Um, originally I was trying to shoot for April 1st. Um, it might be, more like April 15th, but again, I don't want to put that in stone. Uh, I can't wait to get that open. I mean, I'm just, I'm dying to get it open. I feel like it's been a long, slow burn trying sure, to get it going. Sure, And I just want the routine of it. Yeah. But it's going to be great. And what's the, uh, I haven't even asked you this, what's like, what's the the concept behind it? Um, so in, back in San Francisco, I lived in San Francisco for 10 years, um, owned and managed a Mexican restaurant called Tortilla Heights. It's basically a replica menu of that, which was tried and true, um, it worked well there. If it worked well in San Francisco, I have to imagine it's going to work well here. Sure. But it's glorified street food. I mean, we're tacos, burritos, quesadillas, 
you know, some Alote con queso, queso fundido. Oh, dude. Um, you know, guacamole. You say that really well. Oh, thank you. I've been, wor- <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on my Spanish. Getting a little hotter in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, but it's, it's going to be, it, it's, it's super casual. I mean, it's going to be a super casual, fun spot. So, we, I mean, tequila is one of my favorite spirits to imbibe. <laughs> um, and it's, we're going to have an unbelievable tequila selection. So as much as the, the tacos or something I'm excited about, our bar, what we're doing with our bar and like the, the agave spirits that we'll be using, I'm looking, I would like to be the premier spot for, if you're going for a margarita or anything tequila, this is where you want to come. Right. Knowledgeable staff. I'm all about the education stuff when it came to coffee. That's, I think, what separated us from some of the other local coffee shops. Educating and letting the staff, letting the customer kind of, you can come in not knowing anything and let me help you navigate it. And awesome. if you trust me, then great. And if you want to do your own thing, go for it. Same thing goes for this uh, Mexican restaurant. Come in not knowing anything about tequila. I'll tell you everything. Yeah. If you know everything about tequila, teach me something. Like, I'm, let's, back and forth is what it's all about. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I mean, hopefully we open it soon. <laughs> boy, oh boy, it's been a while. Oh, I bet. So when you're done with that, then what's next on the docket? It's I question. know you're already thinking. I mean, so I, I mean, I personally, I would like to do more seabirds. I feel like there is an opportunity for seabird to be a South Shore brand. I'm, you know, I've lived a lot of places in my life. I grew up on Long Island, went to school in Arizona, lived in Pennsylvania, lived in California for 10 years. Um, I've fallen in love with the South Shore. I mean, we have such a beautiful place that we we live, and I I feel like um, the the seabird lifestyle is something that I dreamt about, and we've now created, and I'd love to continue seeing that grow as like an actual South Shore coffee brand. Yeah. So I'd love to continue doing those. I definitely have some little passion stuff of other, you know, hospitality things. Yeah. Um, it that might sound crazy, and I, this might be jumping to shark. I don't know if jumping to shark is the right term for it, but um, I I love Jamaican food. Grew up going to Jamaica a lot. I feel like that's a, a cuisine that could be, you know, highlighted and, and give that kind of escapism feel that a Mexican spot would. Yeah. So I also love reggae, and I feel like there's a reggae scene around yeah, here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, so I think we could do something like that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's. I'm more of one of those like if when the opportunity arises, if, I'm, if I'm ready to go, we're gonna do it. And if I'm not, then we just wait. So yeah. I'm in no rush. That's great, man. Yeah, I feel like, and who knows? Maybe it's not in you know restaurants and hospitality. Maybe there's something else down the road. But I think if you're open to the world, the world will be open to you. And if you're 100%. open to experience, and when opportunity knocks, you just got to answer the door. So hopefully there will be something. And if there's not, and if this is it, that's. I'm perfectly satisfied. I'm certainly busy enough. Like, I, I don't. You no, probably have a wife that would be excited. No, I don't really need to fill my plate with anything else. But I right. do. I mean, I just there's that itch that I was like, okay, of once course. we get them going, what else? What else could we all use? I mean, I I see it too as like a an amenity to all of us in all these towns. Like, what else could we use? What Absolutely. do we want? Absolutely. You know, like how do we make our communities more fun or more livable? Or or what what are we missing? That what what would people like? And yeah, I'd rather go down that path. Um, because oh, part of it too is something new. If I haven't done it before, it's just, it's growth. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. Right. And that, that's the growth part. Right. Right. Well, that's exciting, man. Well, look, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on as the, we, we have now officially set the bar for everything else. I don't know if it's low. I don't know if it's high. <laughs> Maybe we'll look back and this in a couple of years and be like, wow, that was really bad. <laughs> But, uh, but look, man, I appreciate having you on and yeah, um, thanks for having I me. wish you all the success. You deserve every bit of it. Same here. And, uh, all right, let's go have some of that tequila. Yes, please. See you, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>